0: You're listening to the Double A Balls Podcast, powered by Power Arm Performance, your leader in baseball and softball training apparel. Visit www.powerarmperformance.com to get your gear and start training with the best today. Now, here's your host, Andrew Romanella and Anthony Bernal. Yes, indeed. This is the Double A Balls Podcast. We are back with you and we are excited. I am Andrew Romanella and always sitting next to me is my man, Anthony Rinaldi. Andrew, how are you? I am doing pretty good, Ant, as usual. And it was an interesting weekend and I'm sure you have some opinion on it. Super Bowl 52, Eagles beat the Patriots 41-33. How are you feeling about that?
1: Stop. Don't even talk about it.
0: Let's go right to the NBA trade deadline. I thought no. about you the whole time. No, I thought about you the whole Super Bowl because, and, and obviously my whole family too who's huge Giants fans, but I thought about all Giants fans the whole Super Bowl because while the Eli Manning commercials were going through the Super Bowl, which were great commercials, by the way, but it just kind of made it funny that the Eagles are winning their first Super Bowl in Super Bowl history and the Giants are dominating the commercial headlines.
1: Well, listen, got to give it up. Eagles played a hell of a game offensively both squads played a hell of a game. I don't think defense even showed up. That was
0: probably the most incredible thing about that Super Bowl is that neither defense... Now, we, we talked about it last week, about how good the Eagles' defense were, sixth in the league in overall defense, and how on the other side of the spectrum the Patriots' defense was. You know, I think it was 26th or 27th, somewhere in that range, um, in total defense during the regular season. And in the playoffs, they've done a better job. But what we expected from Matt Patricia from Bill Belichick, from the entire Patriots staff. I think on the offensive side, you know, it was exactly what you expected from the New England Patriots. But defensively, uh, I was very surprised by that. But then also that the Eagles weren't that great defensively either.
1: Well, they put up 74 points combined, something like that?
0: It was a lot of offense. It was a record-breaking Super Bowl. It's the most offense that's ever happened in, in the Super Bowl. Most yards in Super Bowl history. It's the most yards, 500 yards. And five yards for Tom Brady, in a losing victory. And obviously, that's the most in Super Bowl history for a quarterback. But five hundred five yards he threw for yesterday.
1: I'm gonna, I, watching the game. Nick Foles looked like he was Tom Brady. Hey, he fantastic he was on his. He was upright. They never even touched him. You, like, did, you, did they even get to him at all? Did they no, sack him?
0: No. There it was, was like
1: towards the end. You saw uh, James Harrison making some moves uh, on the young uh, left tackle there, but. Uh, for the most part, Nick Foles he was untouched.
0: The veteran he, did show up he later, had all right? That,
1: he had all that time in the pocket there. I mean, he picked them apart.
0: You have to credit Nick Foles, man. You have to credit Nick Foles for his effort. We talked about it. We met. We noted there couldn't be any turnovers for Nick Foles. Now, I don't think that interception was his fault. I also don't think it was. I think it was Alshon Jeffrey. I don't think it was Alshon Jeffery's fault either. That's a tough ball, one handed. Tip, tip drill. Tip drill. Tip drill. Right. Give give credit to the Patriots cornerback for continuing that play. But I, I don't think that that turnover really changed much in the game. And I credit the Eagles and, and Coach Doug Peterson more than anything for put it, keeping their foot on the gas and really kind of going at the throats of the New England Patriots, recognizing that previous teams, last year in the Super Bowl, the Atlanta Falcons blowing a 25-point lead, this year in the AFC Championship, Jacksonville Jaguars blowing a double-digit lead. I think the Eagles coaching staff recognized early that the one thing you can't do against the Patriots is take your foot off the gas and hope that you're going to win in the second half. You have to put your foot down and go.
1: Doug Peterson had a had a good interview. I don't know if it was before the Super Bowl when it was. He talked about how his father was uh, always told him be aggressive. You know, don't let up. Always be aggressive, always push the envelope. And he had that mentality all year long, going for it. I think they were some some ungodly percentage in fourth uh, down uh, efficiency. Yeah, above five, above fifty percent. Absolutely, I think it was something sixty-seven something a- something percent.
0: And I had the Goiões to call a fourth down play where you're flipping the ball to your backup tight end, and he's throwing it to your quarterback, rolling out into the end zone. Throw the flag! Probably, throw the
1: flag! That was a legal formation. One of that was a legal for formation. How? Foles was they had they had five guys in the backfield.
0: But I, I thought once he set up. On the line, but he was a step back behind the line. And he was off. What is that? The guard right there? Or was that that an extra tight end in that set? I'm not sure. If it's an extra tight end. I'm not sure.
1: Damn it, Andrew. I I don't know about the It doesn't count. No. Super Bowl. No win for the Eagles. Damn it. Eagles cannot win. That was the one thing we as Giants had (laughs) over that crazy, outrageous, diehard fandom that is Philadelphia. That ugliness that is Philadelphia. That horse-eating fan base. Crisco, Paul, Greason, fan base let's turn over cars let's loot the city i mean can you win with class can you win with class no you can't even win with class philadelphia but i hope you enjoy your damn super bowl um,
0: everyone deserves one that is that i and that's a you're a hurt and, and if you could see anthony right now he's a hurt giants fan and i'm sure there are a lot of hurt giants fans out there but in the overall scheme the Giants have four, and the Eagles have one. So I, let me ask you this question, because and I know we're going to dive more into the Super Bowl, and I know you want to get into the NBA. We're going to go all over the place uh, together in the next hour. But just as a fan and, and as a guy that didn't want the Eagles to win, do you care more about the Eagles having zero Super Bowls or the fact that the Giants were the only kryptonite to the New England Patriots?
1: That's a great question, Andrew. I don't know which one I like better. I always like knowing that I can always rub the Eagle fan and be like, oh, hey, you know, great season. You guys made all the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Never had a Super Bowl. Right. Uh, it was nice knowing that Tom Brady beat everybody in this league except for the Giants. Do, does part of me enjoy seeing the, the Patriots lose? Of course. There's nothing, there's nothing better than that because, I mean, that's a dynasty. I agree. I mean, we're, we just saw something unfold the last 10-some t- years. You'll never see again in your life.
0: Correct. And I was watching the Two Bills documentary just to see how that started. Just because I think you're right. And that's the hard part about being a Giants fan. But I think in the end you care more about the Eagles Zero Super Bowls because that's your biggest rival. I would put the Giants-Eagles rivalry in the top three of overall sports rivalries in terms of hatred, in terms of both teams could be 0-15 and you'd feel like you were watching the Super Bowl for that one victory on the season. And that's an extreme example, but I just think that that kind of embodies and I think that's why the Philadelphia fans are so nutty. And I said it to you last week. I don't get why we destroy things when we are victorious in the greatest degree. That makes no sense to me, but I kind of understand it because I was at practice the other day and one of our players is an Eagles fan, and I, I, we had a, a coach's meeting in the morning, and I said to our head coach, I said, "Cat, listen, don't expect him to be at practice until Thursday. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, "Cat, the Eagles just won their first Super Bowl in the history of their franchise, because I don't count the 1960s ch- 1960 championship. That's the first Super Bowl in their They all deserve an extended period of time to celebrate, so he... The kid's name is Mike Morgan, who is one of our guys. He flips it on me and says, well, you know, we start talking about if the Mets win this World Series, I told him, you probably wouldn't see me for three weeks. So it's not that I'm going out and destroying things, but the psycho excitement, I couldn't not agree with as I'm watching videos on Barstool and this, that, and the other thing over the weekend, and I'm seeing Sean's video that, that Nicole sent to me. I couldn't not agree with it, but because... I'm going to be that way when the Dolphins or the Mets or the Thunder win a, win a championship. I mean, I'll, I'll be like that with the Devils too, but they've already won three in my lifetime. So I've been able to experience that.
1: I mean, listen, Giants gave me two, Yankees gave me one oh in two, two, 2007, 2011. So, I mean, I haven't won anything <laughs> the last eight, you know, six, seven years. What so year were you born? 85. The, so Yankee, I see, I see the Yankees
0: had given you plenty. Eh, yeah,
1: but was, as, a, as a little kid, I really didn't... Yeah, but I in, didn't have an, an affliction for sports. I, I loved sports back then because I played all of them, but I didn't love it like I do now where I eat, sleep, and drink and watch ESPN 24-7.
0: But So but the so the late 1990s and the early 2000s when the Yankees had that dynasty with the early Jeter and Mariano and, and everybody that was there at that time, Posada, right? Go on and on. You... Were you not the fan you are now just because maybe you didn't have the resources you have now at your fingertips? Or is it just simply an interesting
1: thing? I think it was just more of an interesting. Yeah, that's fair. You know, like I, I said, uh, you know, growing up, parents had you play all kinds of sports as a kid. You played soccer, right. you played baseball, you played basketball. Unfortunately, my parents never threw me the football, and I never, I never was drawn to football. I Italian kid, school. I played soccer, you know. Grandpa always made me watch Italian soccer with them. Shout out, Serie A, Napoli. That's the squad right
0: there. That's great. Uh, but I I see, and I and I didn't play football until high school. We none of us ever played football, right? And and to get back to to the Super Bowl, when I what makes me so impressed about Nick Foles is when I used to line up behind the line, and now I'm obviously five six. And I am obviously 5'6", 6 i do not have the height and the length that Nick Foles does. So believe me, I get. I'm looking at it from a different vantage point, but to me. The game moved so quickly fast at such a lower level than what they're playing at at the Super Bowl in, on Super Bowl Sunday. That it was so impressive to me that a guy that didn't play for 3 months, who when I read a good article the other day, if you went to Thanksgiving and said to anybody, the day of Thanksgiving said to anybody, "Hey, I'll tell you what. Nick Foles is going to take the Eagles to the Super Bowl." There would be not one person in the world that would believe you.
1: I would I had some scratch. On I had the I had the scratch on the Eagles mid-November. That's a lie. But Mid-November <laughs> I had that in.
0: Come to on. To finish the point, think about how hard it is to sit out 3 months. All of a sudden mid-December, you get thrown into a big game, you got to finish a big game, you wanted that win against the Rams because you obviously needed that to go on to hit the number 1 seed and in, in the playoffs, which ended up mattering for them. And then this guy rolls out as a backup quarterback for the most part. Rolls out and goes 28 for 43, 273 with three TDs, catches a TD, and wins the Super Bowl MVP. Carson Wentz who? I'm going to ask you. See, that's no. See, Carson Wentz is still the quarterback. I think, and and I think, okay, you want my opinion. I think the Eagles should go to Nick Foles and say, what do you want? You stepped in. You guided us to a Super Bowl. You were the MVP. Do you want to stay on your contract? And Wait till the trade deadline then make a decision, or just stay the whole year, or do you want us to look for a suitor for you now? Because the draft's coming up in three months, and there could be a potential opportunity for us to go move up and get somebody in the draft,
1: right? You hope Philly does the right thing, and who the hell knows if Philly's gonna do the right thing because they're Philly, but I mean, Nick Foles is gonna be the quarterback until at least what November? How long is an ACL injury? I uh, know, I think he'll, I think Wentz will he be, will be ready. ready for the beginning of the season, no way,
0: absolutely, he no tore way. it in December. That, training camp is not until the end, middle of August. That's six months. That's nah, plenty of recovery. I think that's
1: a year long. For a high-level uh,
0: athlete, it obviously, is how deep the ACL tear is. But for a high-level athlete, he can be back in six months. Now, is he, that's the question, though. That's why it's such a big answer is, well, if he is ready for training camp, how healthy is he? Should Nick Foles be there? Because you know what Nick Foles can do for you as a backup. But Nick Foles could be a starter in this league. And he just went up and beat the best quarterback in NFL history. And... Made it kind of look easy. Now, Tom Brady didn't play a bad game, which was impressive in its own right. He's the greatest 40-year-old you've ever seen. Father Time apparently doesn't know Tom Brady's address. But he helped coax three of his receivers over 100 yards. 152 for Amendola, 116 for Gronk, and obviously two TDs there. And 128 for Hogan and one TD, who had barely been a factor. They finished the game without Gronk um in the afc championship and obviously amandola's been doing what he's doing in the playoffs but the patriots were loaded on offense yesterday and one sack ends up being the difference in the entire football game no one could play defense one punt one sack one fumble the punt and the fumble excuse me the sack and the fumble happened at the same time with two minutes and what some 21 something seconds left in the game in, in the fourth quarter
1: yeah, you thought Tom Brady had a chance there. You thought the Patriots would would, it, would they do it again? Would they come back? But I mean, there was no defense. I mean, as as good as the Eagle defense was supposed to be, that front seven—they they didn't do They didn't get
0: to the quarterback. They didn't get to the quarterback. They ran the offensive line for the Patriots.
1: But watching the game, and, and you saw it—you know, the the Patriots would score, but then the Eagles would come right back. The falls would take it right. down the field.
0: That's what was so impressive. Is it
1: where was Malcolm Butler? No. What, what, how that, about that, that situation? Right.
0: How about that situation? In that. I heard a few. I heard a lot of different opinions in the last twenty-four hours since this game ended, on why or why not. You know, I've heard something about him missing a curfew late at night. I heard something about maybe some drug usage that was found. Uh, Maybe there was some some type of he was sick during the week a little bit. Um, A lot of different factors, but I still feel like it was not handled the appropriate way. If he truly only found out now, Malcolm Butler's a naive man. If there, if he did kind of know beforehand, and then when, when the National Anthem happened, he just made it seem like he found out out that moment. But if Bill Belichick told Malcolm Butler right before the National Anthem that he wasn't playing, and that's the first Malcolm Butler heard of it, that is a really disappointing thing to hear out of New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. Because I just think that that's something that's, I feel like, opposite of what they've been throughout their entire tenure.
1: I agree. I I don't know what the, the the issue was. I mean eventually we're going to find out something's got to come out. Seems like Malcolm Butler is playing the I really don't know. I guess they didn't they didn't think I was they good tell enough me, at the time, right. They, right? they they he played 90% of the snaps all year then he plays one. special they gave team up play in the Super Bowl. They don't believe either. in me. So something happened there. I don't think Bill Belichick is just going to bench bench his best defensive cornerback. You know, he's not going to cut his nose despite his face. But
0: I also do see him sitting him down if he was late for a curfew or something like that because we've seen him get rid of guys like Randy Moss. This is has been a... Shout out, out Hall of Fame Randy right? Bass. And it, Yeah, absolutely. Inducted into the Football Hall of Fame. Eight good inductees. I think all five Straight, guys... Straight,
1: cash, homie. A
0: whole other conversation. Terrell Owens, Brian Erlacher, Ray Lewis. Um, we can get into that a little bit. But just to finish the conversation, I don't think that... He's, he's had those issues with guys before and gotten rid of guys. I mean, LeGarrette Blount... Had a fantastic game yesterday. He had 14 carries, 90 yards, and a TD against his team that he won the Super Bowl with last year. He had 18 TDs for the Patriots last year, and Bill Belichick didn't resign him. We've seen him do this with players before. For some reason, this feels different.
1: Yeah, again, I think that maybe the rift with the Patriots, with the top end, with Kraft and Belichick, maybe this was his little, uh, you know, I'm going to stick it to him by losing the Super Bowl. I don't think Bill Belichick played to lose. I think Malcolm Butler just pulled some kind of stunt. You know, he th- he's apparently been a, a habitual, you know, lateness to meetings. He's missed meetings. You know, he missed the plane to the Super Bowl because he was sick. He was in the hospital. Was he sick because maybe he, he had a little too much fun one so, night? A good point. He,
0: but he was it it, a True sickness, right? Or was it something you self. We'll find
1: out what the what the real reason is. Either Bill Belichick didn't play him just just because he's Bill Belichick, and he thought he could outsmart him. Right. Because you saw that dude Rowe. He was getting. You got toasted. No, yeah, right. Bro,
0: bro. I agree. I mean, listen, when you give up 41 points, everybody's getting toasted. And at one point, you didn't look down the sideline and say, hey, you know what? I understand that I'm mad at him for this or I'm mad at him for that, but it's the third quarter. We need to find a way to stop this team just one time. You needed the Eagles to punt one time in the second half, and, and the New England Patriots win that game. At 33-32, you don't even realize that the Patriots got the lead late in that game. Their first lead was late in that ball game. All you needed from the Patriots defense was to make one stop, and they couldn't make one stop. And it almost makes you scratch your head a little bit and say, Matt Patricia just got hired as the Indianapolis Colts head coach. Excuse me. Detroit Lions, I believe. Detroit Lions head coach. I believe
1: McDaniels, although hasn't, which is kind of weird. Hasn't hasn't officially been
0: announced as the Indianapolis Colts head coach. You think
1: Belichick's stepping down and maybe McDaniels?
0: You, you watched, saw it with you the Giants. Thought,
1: you saw that thirty for thirty.
0: I YouTube saw it with the Bills. Giants. Right. Shout out ESPN. Right. Bill, not Bel- a
1: sponsor yet. Maybe for this podcast. That'd be fantastic. But uh, Bill Bel- I must Check. say those are the best directed films, short uh, films ever. Those thirty for thirties. For- I didn't want that one to end. As a Giant fan, that was fantastic. But you saw, you know, Parcells kind of told, "Hey, Bill, stick around." You know, I'm, I'm kind of done with the Jets, what would ultimately cause. Belichick to you know to, to away from the, par- the, Jets.
0: the problem with that was that Parcells didn't let Belichick go and talk to the Patriots. Right. I think I think my opinion on it is, and seeing that maybe helps the opinion. I've always believed that if Parcells lets Belichick know the the New England Patriots want to interview, I'm not happy about it, but I'm going to allow you make the decision. I think Belichick goes up there, talks to the Kraft, comes back, and stays loyal to Bill Parcells. But truthfully, and obviously we don't know as much as the 30-30 is going to tell us, and I'm sure there's more than the, what the 30-for-30 30 30 can tell you about those two guys. But I think I just that that's just the way I feel. I think he stays with the Jets, but it just you feel betrayed in a way because you feel like as a human being, as an individual, as an adult, you should be able to make that decision for yourself. You shouldn't have somebody else make that decision for you, right? And and, and staying on on the topic of the Two Bills documentary because it, it kind of, highlights and if you haven't watched it go watch it because it's not even just about the Giants either too though it is because it's centered around how they started with the Giants and how they came to the Giants Bill Belichick was gonna was looking for a job at Air Force when Bill Parcells was the head coach and Bill Parcells kept pushing him off, and Belichick felt it was weird, and all of a sudden Belichick gets on the same plane as Parcells to go because they both got hired for the Giants. Parcells is a defensive coordinator. Belichick has the special teams uh, coordinator, and and they're in the Giants' locker room throughout the whole documentary, and it's all solely based on the Giants, but it also is set on how the New England Patriots have started this dynasty that we can see 18 years from now. What's cool about it is if you listen to the press conference from when Bill Belichick... Was with the New York Jets, and you listen to that press conference, Bill Belichick kind of says, "Well, we'll see how this decision works out in terms of resigning from the New York Jets." Well, you know, hindsight twenty twenty, literally twenty, nearly twenty years later, five Super Bowls. I, it later. worked out pretty well for five you, Bill. Five ships
1: later, so it's thank almost, you very
0: much. Maybe does he thank Bill Bar- Parcells now because he stepped into a team that had Super Bowl quality players on it.
1: Did you notice though in the very beginning, the the director uh, called it out when he was talking to Michael K. He said that as soon, as soon as he walked in, you hear Bill Belichick go, "Hey, Coach." Yeah. And Bill Parcells goes, "Hey, pal." Yep. Like you know, Bill Parcells is the king. Yep. And Belichick is the prince. And well, was, that's why it was never that you know Belichick was never always to believe he, he was under under Bill Parcells coaching
0: tree. And they even mentioned it. You're right. And they even mentioned it later on. They say the coaching tree, where it's, uh, I, I am a part of the tree. He goes, I'm like an extended branch of the tree, or he says something along those lines. But you're 100 percent right. That's no matter who, how you get your start. And I can touch on that personally because that, that's for me. You know, I'm kind of under the stack coaching tree. I have a buddy. Uh, his name's Jamie Quinn at Zone. We've always talked about how we're on each other's coaching trees. It's, it's, it's how coaches move up in this game it's how they network themselves to move up is they have these guys that they they're their go-to guys there's three or four guys off the top of my head right now that if I got another head coaching job in college I'm hiring those guys they're coming with me to be my pitching coach my hitting coach whoever it is those guys are coming with me
1: so do you think with uh supposedly Josh McDaniels going Patricia going do, do they start sucking some of the Belichick uh, you know, I think I hear so. the special teams guy. Remember, is La- quite uh, it's quite knowledgeable. You know, Bill Belichick loves special teams.
0: He's huge. I, say I think we got to start. I think his it. name
1: is Judge. Something Joe Judge, perhaps. I heard on the radio on the way in. You know, he was supposed to be some kind of special teams guru. Does he go with Patricia or McDaniel's? Does he does he pull away? Does he stay loyal to Bill? I mean, does Bill walk away into the sunset? I mean, he lost. That happens. You saw your boy from the Vikings uh, do it. Pat Shermer. No, no, I'm talking about walking into the sunset. Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Oh, he yeah. In he, Carolina. Literally,
0: he literally walked into the he, he rode his horse into the sunset. Yeah, but it was cloudy that day. Yeah. It was cloudy, it so it's kinda of it kinda fitting for him to be a little Super Bowl, which kinda of sucks
1: and makes you cloudy. Yeah.
0: You know, there's no sunset to ride off into, he just kinda of rode away. I thought you were talking about from the coaching side of things, but I I, under, no, I understand he, what yeah. you're saying, yes. Yeah. I understand. Well, Last time we saw this happen, Bill Belichick lose two coordinators. It was a, it was some like six or seven years before the Patriots won another Super Bowl. Remember, that's right before they lost to the Giants in 07. Super Bowl 39 against the Eagles. Yep, they Charlie win. Weiss and Romeo Cornell. Gone. Both gone. Both gone. It took them 10 years to get back. They went three or four. Yeah. Takes them 10 years to get back. They lose two Super Bowls in the process. I mean, they get back. Right. Excuse me. Take yeah. it Takes them 10 years to win that's another That's New England. They're right. always back. Right, right.
1: They're already odds on favorites when the Super Bowl. Yes. For next year already.
0: It takes them 10 years to win another one is what we odds meant. on.
1: But did you hear? What about that that nonsense about Gronk? Think about maybe calling. You think he's gonna call it quits? I and think that, Rob Gronkowski that, that having, concussion
0: rattled him. Here's what I think: Rob Gronkowski was having a conversation with somebody, and I think the conversation went something like this. Sometimes I wonder if this is worth it when I'm dealing with stuff like this, or I got a concussion, or you know this or that or the other thing about how my head feels or how how many injuries I've had in my career what my body's going to feel like after my football playing career and i think somehow that conversation spilled into a media outlet and it's not really as big of a deal i think he's simply talking from a standpoint of maybe how long can i last in this league and it's easy to turn it into he's got one year left on his contract. Is that him alluding to maybe he's going to retire at the end of this year? What I think it is, I just think it's a, a guy that's had a lot of injuries. He's been very successful in his career. I think if Gronkowski retired tomorrow, he's in the Hall of Fame for a tight end. He's got a super. He's got two Super Bowl rings. One of them he was on the field for, one of them he was, wasn't on the field for. He's got two Super Bowl losses. He was obviously on the field for both of them but performed very well in both of them. He's had an established career. I, You know... I think that if you look at it from that way, my guess, and and what is he, 29, 30 years old, somewhere in that range, my guess, he plays three more years, maybe four, and that's it. And that's if he doesn't get any more serious injuries.
1: Yeah, I think I said, that concussion, I think, really put him uh, put him on a little of a notice. Like, hey, this, this, this obviously ain't going be forever, but I think he's got two more years. I think he's got... Seven more, uh eight million next year, or I think, or seven million next year, eight million the following year. So he's really only got fifty. Yeah, that's right. it's up again. in two
0: thousand nineteen. So he's
1: kind of wondering. Listen, I'm an all-pro tight end. I'm, I'm making these I'm two touchdowns, 120 yards in, a, in, in, in the Super Bowl. Like you got to start. I think I'm, I'm not, I'm not showing up the camp next year. I think this might be a little, a little bit of a heads up to New England. Like, hey man, you got to start paying me a little Does bit. Does Rob
0: Gronkowski end his career not in the Patriots uniform? I think he's going
1: go to the Giants. Really? Him and Belichick go to the Giants. No. On, you
0: party. just want that to happen so badly, but honestly, after seeing that documentary last night, I would not be surprised if by the time Bill Belichick retires, he has had a stint with the New York Giants or New York Jets. I think he could go either way. He's 66. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to... They, they just hired Schirmer to a, what
1: th- at least a three or four year deal, so yeah. I, I can't imagine he's just going to operate. They're just like, I mean, it looks like I would for Bill Belichick. Sorry, Pat Schirmer. Then maybe he
0: goes back in a You go coach the offense. Maybe he's a front office role later on.
1: Right. They... They asked Tom Brady right after the Super Bowl, "He coming back next year?" Which is kind of an odd question. Fifteen minutes after the game, and he he's said lost. it too. He yeah. said it in his in his. And he, you heard about Gronk. Not sure Belichick is he going to run off into the sunset? What is Nick Foles going to do? There's going to be a lot of change. There's a lot of Going to be a lot of hot talk. A lot of hot takes. And uh, you know. Coming up in the next few months before the draft.
0: And as and as we get going in the next few months and the draft does come up, um, we're going to obviously preview. We'll have the up-to-date information on what teams are thinking. Do the Patriots look in the lay around to, for another Tom Brady? Are they going to have to look to maybe get another tight end as Gronkowski starts to get a little bit older and has has had a lot of injuries in each of the last three or four years? Uh, a lot of things can be happening.
1: Let me ask you, though, about Foles and QBs. Do you, If you're the Jets, if you're the Broncos... If you're one of these teams, do you want one of these... T- the Cleveland Browns. Do you want one of these young Thundercats coming out of, out of college? Or do, you, or do you try to go for Foles after you, after you saw that performance in the Super Bowl? Do you think that parlays him into now a starting role with one of these outlying teams that are vying for vying for a quarterback?
0: If, and only if, the offense for that organization mirrors or is similar to the Philadelphia Eagles. Because clearly, and... Not even just the offense, the way the building is when he gets inside the building. Because clearly whatever goes on in Philadelphia works for Nick Foles from an offensive standpoint. But from inside the building more importantly because he did it with Chip Kelly as his head coach the first time at 27-2. and We've talked about it before. And this time he does it with Doug Peterson. Clearly Philadelphia and what it offers has the right stuff for Nick Foles, then on top of that, the offense needs to play into him because we saw that with the Rams, the offense didn't play into Nick Foles. How
1: about How about Jacksonville and Nick, Nick Foles? That could be a nice little marriage. Well, and Solid defense. With Tom
0: Coughlin as a guy up there, I mean, they got a great head coach. They have a fantastic defense. Don't, know, not what a bad Blake, don't know what
1: Blake Bortles is going to be like.
0: Well, Jacksonville won despite Blake Bortles this year and still made it to the AFC Championship game. So even if Nick Foles is not the Nick Foles we saw the last three games if the Nick Foles from this year's playoffs cuts himself in half, I think he finished with nine TDs, one interception. I mean, his like QBR was somewhere in the 80s. Like he had a fantastic playoffs. He threw for something, I think like 700 and something yards. He had a fantastic overall playoffs. Let's say he's a, he's 70% of that. If you're in Jacksonville, that still wins. That still makes the playoffs for you next year. You go 10 and six, 11 and five with a pretty above average Nick Foles, and that he does what he needs to do for you in the playoffs, what's it freaking matter what he does in the regular season? As long as you have Nick Foles on your roster and he can do this for you, I think that that's the value in him.
1: You take Nick Foles on yes.
0: the Dolphins? <laughs> 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 he, didn't, he didn't even I, wait. He knew exactly yeah. where I right? And you know why? Because the type of game that Nick Foles has, the type of game that Ryan Tannehill has Yeah, I think Nick Foles is more polished, but you need to be athletic. You need to be able to run a little bit. You need to be able to get outside the pocket. But ten to twenty yards is where you're going to make your money. But you need to be able to hit that long ball when you have the opportunity. We're going to have a pretty good running game. I think Kenyon Drake's going to be a dude. And I, as well as the Philadelphia Eagles, am not positive about the ACL of Ryan Tannehill because it's been two years now. I haven't seen Ryan Tannehill since the playoffs when they when they played the Steelers in 2016 and that scares me. So why not go get a Nick Foles, have a Matt Moore, look at that three-quarterback head monster you would have if you're the Miami Dolphins. The question is, though, like, what do you give up? Do you give up your first-round pick? I think they have the 12th overall pick. They were 6-10 and 10 last year, so they're right in the middle. Does that do it for the Eagles? you have to give up your 12th pick and maybe, like, in Dominic and Sue because he's got, like, a year and, like, 12 mil or 15 mil left on his contract or, like, two years and some and change on his contract? I don't know. I don't know if you would be able to even get him.
1: No way. Could you imagine... Fletcher Cox and Dominican Su Sue on the same line in Philadelphia. I, That'd be I, gross. I, I couldn't imagine. Stop but making Philadelphia better. They're going to be good for the next four to five years anyway. I don't want to deal with that nonsense with my G-men. Because we're going to draft Saquon Barkley. Shout out Penn State. We are Penn State. And hopefully you know, Cleveland does whatever they're going to do. They, the Giants
0: do need a running back. I, now, know, I mean, we, they need know, offensive line, but, you know, but they, they need got, a running back. But you
1: know they're going to go quarterback here.
0: New regime. They should. I mean, And they, I wouldn't go get Kirk Cousins for them. See, I would draft a quarterback for the Giants. Here's I draft my, Baker Mayfield. Though. Here, stop. With Baker Mayfield. Here's my thought <laughs> I love about Baker here, Mayfield. Here's, here's,
1: as, as, if I was the New York Giant GM, yeah, you want to draft for your future, but you also want to win now. And I, I, and Eli's got a few, a few more years left in him. Obviously, Eli is not your top, even i say top fifteen quarterback right
0: now. World. He's probably not. No.
1: no. So, but you know what? He's he's viable, You he got a lot of offensive talent. You you get an offensive line. You start. You buy that guy uh, left tackle from Denver. I forgot his name, but apparently he's a stud. He's on the market. You get him, you get a running back, you draft Saquon, you get a a few big fat white men on the O line. You know what? And you roll the dice. I bet you you go 11 5, 10 6, get in the playoffs and see what happens. But I don't want to. A waste. I don't want to say waste of pick on a young a quarterback because you don't know what quarterbacks are going to give you. You, you don't Especially know, Especially these guys. Exactly. What do you, 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 know, you, you know about Josh, Josh Allen and
0: Josh Rosen and Sam right. Donald? What do you know? I mean, listen, you know somebody. All right, who, who has a big arm? Josh Allen has a big arm, but his completion percentage is down in college. That's a problem. Guys that have had the completion percentage that he's had in college have historically not been good in the NFL. Josh Rosen apparently can, can fit the ball through a keyhole on a doorknob. That's how much accuracy he has. But he's got a ridiculous amount of injury history. Sam Darnold can do everything pretty well, but he's not that polished. Can he stand in the quarterback? He's a little athletic. He's a, he's a big dude. He can do a lot of those things. Um, you don't really know about these guys. Baker Mayfield's small. He's Drew Brees' build. Is he accurate enough to be in the NFL? Does he have the arm strength? You get that he up. he get can that run out, that that's why I like him. See, Jets. to me, in the NFL, that matters more than anything else in the entire world is the chip that you have on your shoulder because it is a violent game. It's a fast game, and you have to be a little cocky and confident when you go on the field and you play football. Baker Mayfield, to me, he has that. But for me, though, from my side of things, I think you're right about the Giants. From my side of things, I need offensive line help for the Dolphins. I need linebacker help for the Dolphins. I'm going to need another cover corner or safety, and I probably need a little bit of running back depth and probably a tight end. So if I'm going to get a if I'm gonna, What don't you want, sir? Well, <laughs> you? I know, and I know I just labeled pretty much <laughs> You want every... a new head coach? You want a new GM? No, but our you defensive... want a stadium? What do you want, bro? I, love, I love Adam Gase. Our defensive line is good. We have a good offensive line. We just don't have a good left guard. We need somebody that can slide in there. Our tight ends last year were subpar, at, at I'd say the best. Julius Thomas was our tight end. We need younger. We, thank- De- Deion Sims we got rid of. That was a great pick from Michigan State. So like that Julius that Thomas should
1: thank Peyton Manning every single day for the contracts that right. he got from out of Denver. Because
0: what has he been since he left? It's a really that's a really good point. And you know where we've been since the last time we talked to the people, Anthony, and that's getting our Twitter and our Instagram organized and set up and we're trying to follow people we're trying to get it going so why don't you go ahead and follow us tweet at us social media blitz at double a balls on twitter and instagram at double a balls at gmail.com shoot us a tweet DM us, slide in those DMs, Andrew shoot us an lonely email. Andrew gets at
1: night. Hit them in the DMs.
0: Hit them in the DMs. We can, we can chat about Super Bowl 52. We can chat about the NFL draft. Or we could try about chat about the NBA trade deadlines, which you came in to the studio today guns a and ant because you've been pretty fired up about what's swirling around the NBA right now.
1: I mean... NBA is trade deadlines hot. NBA All Star Weekend is coming, coming up soon,
0: February sixteenth to eighteenth, and we got to make our draft. We got a draft. We'll get to that
1: before we get to that. Shout out Purp Squad with a big W. Big W. On Monday last night. night. Big W. We big had a
0: seventeen one. point lead at one point. Now obviously we found a way to blow it, kinda, but we had a seventeen point lead at one point.
1: But anyway, like I said, NBA is getting hot right now. A lot of teams need some help. A lot of big name teams looking for some answers. Right off the bat, there's a lot of talk about Cleveland. Man, what is the king gonna do? Is he well? First off, the king may split,
0: well, which is the first I conversation think that's you may the have. Biggest. So, should you trade him? And I know, I know you. Should there, you trade there's him. five. There's five or six teams that need to do something at the deadline. But I, I think you will agree with me here. The biggest, the most glaring team is the Cleveland Cavaliers.
1: Right, and Cleveland's biggest problem is their defense. They don't play any defense. I mean, they're hurt. Kevin Love is hurt. They again. give up
0: 109 and a points a game. Listen to this: 109 and points a game. They're 26th in the league in total defense, and opposing teams are shooting 54 percent from the field currently against the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I would say that that's not even the word defense shouldn't even be associated with the Cavs.
1: See, Cleveland, Cleveland has a lot of problems, and besides defense, egos. Well, besides the egos, like I guess they have. They have, I think, some untradeable chips. They have some ugly contracts. Yeah. J.R. Smith's contract. I mean, Christian Thomas Tr- is brutal. That contract is brutal. I don't, his agent. Thompson, excuse me. His agent deserves uh, 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 he, I a mean, dive of chocolate or something. Seriously,
0: because he got. A, I think it's $16 mil and this so year. Does
1: LeBron. He, $17 million the following year, and then $18 million in
0: 2019. It's ridiculous. When, when that big agent class is coming. The the, the Kardashian curse thing is real. I didn't believe it at first. Oh, yeah. That is percent, real, less, but I'm not getting into that. But that yeah. is real. So, but the messed up part about that is is LeBron James wanted these big contracts.
1: Defense is your problem. There are plenty of big men on the market. You got Marcus Saul. You got DeAndre Jordan. You also
0: got. Uh, the problem with DeAndre Jordan, though, is for me. The other is fella, as good oh, as he,
1: you also got Robin Lopez. Robin so I Lopez I think he's on the Bulls. I think he's a, he's a chip that they're willing to move. See,
0: I, to me, Marcus Saul has not had a good enough year, and I don't like what happened in Memphis with him. Um, I thought David Fisdale was a good coach. I didn't think he needed to be fired. So, to me, I'm out on Marc Gasol. My problem with DeAndre Jordan is he can't be in the game late because he can't hit free throws. And to me, if you can't get fouled with four minutes left in the game and you're up by six and hit a free throw to make it a three-possession game instead of a two-possession game, that's not good. And I know you can come back down and be big defensively for me in the key and block some shots in the paint and get me boards and not allow second-chance opportunities. I know you can do all that stuff, but I need you late in the games to be able to hit key free throws, or I have to take you out. And I know we can go defense-offense, but you and I both know everything doesn't line up for you to do perfect defense-offense switches.
1: Role play. You're not a Cavs GM. Not LeBron James, role but, play, huh? but the actual Where are we cal- going with but the actual Cavs GM, if they okay. have one. Okay. You got the Brooklyn 2018 lottery picks. You know Brooklyn's gonna struggle;
0: they're not gonna get many wins. Okay. You
1: know, you th- theoretically, you're getting a top five pick, right? Do you ship? I think you got for like
0: the fourth year in a row. By the way, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, listen. You can thank uh, Billy King for oh, that—the the gift that keeps on giving. The worst GM ever. Unreal. Oh, Boston turned that into Jalen Brown and Jay- uh, and uh. And uh, Tatum, and those two Ky- stuff. And, and in theory, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. Irving right, yeah. yeah. But I think if you're Cleveland, you got to keep that pick because I think LeBron's gone.
0: I think LeBron's gone, and and that's why I He's said He's leaving Cleveland for the second time? Do you sit LeBron down, if you're Dan Gilbert, and say, listen, man, I know you want to leave. You know you want to leave. Why don't we all just man up here and say it to each other, and I can find you a suitable trade destination this season. New York Knicks. Why not? Or wherever he wants to go, I can find you. And the Cavs can get a bunch of pieces back and keep that pick. Now, he has a no-trade clause, so he has to sign off on the team and if he even wanted to be traded. And I could see LeBron being stubborn enough to say, yeah, right, I'm leaving on my terms. I'm not going to make this look like you're leaving on your terms. And even if he did get traded, side note, I think he would say some something stupid like he would come out and say, well, it was my decision, I wanted to be traded. But I think that that is a serious option that you can consider because... I don't think you should blow your franchise's future because you want to try and win one more with LeBron James when you know his loyalty is going right out the door the last game of this season. And truthfully, let's be serious. Who are you really adding that is going to make you better than not even the Golden State Warriors, the Boston Celtics, the Toronto Raptors? Who's making – is George Hill really going to do that for you? Is Derek Favors really going to do that for you? Is DeAndre Jordan even really going to do that for you? No. You don't have a viable point guard option. LeBron's running your point right now. Isaiah Thomas can't get in the flow of anything, and I don't think he's made a basket in what feels like three weeks. And their defense is terrible.
1: I heard Cleveland, you know, was targeting maybe uh, Tyreek Evans. I saw that. They also like uh, your boy Lou Williams. Well, he's
0: averaging 23 and a half a game off the bench for the Clippers right now.
1: See, that's the problem. Cleveland's got no bench. Right. You also got to strengthen their bench, but they don't have any pieces besides that 28. That's the thing. So LeBron's a hard place. You know, I think Cleveland's between a hard place because they know. I think in the back of their head, they know he's going again. Yes. Listen, they got their championship. It is what it is. I, I think he's going. Probably Golden State. That's no, why no, if I'm, I'm Dan Gilbert,
0: Gilbert, I sit on that pick You no, I hope it's not no, Golden it, no. State. But if I'm Dan Gilbert, I sit on that pick, I try and trade anything that I can trade. I don't care if I lose every game the rest of the year. I'm still going to make the playoffs, which is still good for my fans. I'll still make at least one round of playoff money. We'll probably get swept, but who cares? Trade everything you can. Mm -hmm. Sit on that first overall pick. Try and trade LeBron. And if you don't, you can literally essentially give the middle finger to LeBron James and say, okay, you don't want to help the organization out? How, why am I going to help you out the trade deadline and mortgage the rest of my future when even if you did decide to stay, you don't last forever, but the franchise can? So I need to plan for the future. I don't need to plan for the rest of LeBron James' tenure, which might only be maybe two more months, three more months, and then he's no longer a Cleveland Cavalier.
1: There's a lot of teams out there going to make some moves at the trade deadline, I feel like. There's some there's some teams in the East that are close. They're, you know, The East and the West are really top to bottom. There's real no... I mean, there's obviously the heavyweights, Houston, Golden State, well, do you Boston. Think
0: the Clippers, I mean, excuse me, not the Clippers, the Celtics, I think they need to trade for another scorer because I think— They picked I up Greg that, Monroe. Right. Well, they traded for
1: Greg Monroe back on Friday. Well, I think— He's that, not, he's not
0: a, I mean, he's a good prolific, player. though? Someone that he's can not really— a pro,
1: No, he's not a prolific scorer by any means, but he's a nice player. He's a nice addition. Somebody that do Don't can, get me wrong.
0: Somebody that can be with Kyrie Irving, because right now I think Kyrie Irving is doing way too much because Jalen Brown has fallen off the map in the last, like, month and a half.
1: I heard I heard, I heard, heard Hayward's been shooting, though. Gordon Hayward, Whoa, he's yeah, in the gym.
0: You, shooting with Kobe in the gym. But do you really want Gordon Hayward coming back this year? Man, that was such a vicious injury. I think you... Again, we're talking about mortgaging your future. You just signed that dude to an ex- a long-term contract with solid millions of dollars labeled next to it. And then he goes and breaks his leg on opening day like that. So vicious and gross. Do you really want to push him... Just for this season, when really you look at the Celtics as a whole from the outside, they can have sustained success for five or six years. You don't want to count your chickens. I watched the Mets do that uh, in 2015, where okay, we're good, let's just go out there with the exact same team as next year and then you don't even make you make the wild card lose, then you do it again for a third straight year, and you just get dismantled. And now we are where we are. Do the Celtics really want to go down that path? I think you almost are addition. By subtraction this season for the future, if you don't play Gordon Hayward this year, because you might go, you might have a chance to win the championship this year without Gordon Hayward, and then you add him next year without having to do anything to change anything on your roster. Not trading anybody, not letting anybody go. You can just do whatever you need with the money that you have underneath the cap.
1: Take a look at Milwaukee and Minnesota. I think those are two franchises going in the right direction. Uh, look at Milwaukee. Let go of Jake Kidd. I think they won five their last five games or something. Your boy Giannis, straight straight
0: up. Antetokounmpo.
1: I think he's Greek. Antetokounmpo, the leak. Greek
0: freak. See, you only say the Greek freak if you can't say his last right. name, right? Or I believe, honest. So Antetokounmpo.
1: They're they're going <laughs> to keep saying it. They're in the market for a big man. So I'm telling you, look out, Marcus, Saul, DeAndre Jordan, Lopez. Those guys are going to be in the move. Clippers got to sell. Yeah, they're that's, selling. That's it. But the
0: crazy thing is they're still playing pretty good basketball. And I know the Thunder have been linked to Avery Bradley. They've been linked a little bit to Lou Williams. Yeah, they, the of course, the Thunder need, need defense. They need a defensive guard. When you get mellow, need, you get no defense. They've lost four straight since Andre Roberson went out. I said this to you last week. It's a huge loss. He, The, 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 the thing is there are a few guys on the trade market right now they could potentially go after. But the thing is, again... For the Thunder, which I think they're in a better spot than most because they don't need to really worry about the offensive side. They literally just need one guy that can close out on shooters. Billy Donovan said it the other day after they lost to the Lakers 108-104. to Billy Donovan literally said, we just are doing a really bad job of closing out on shooters. I think our overall team defense has been pretty good, but when we're going to recover on shooters, we're not getting out there. And that's what Roberson was so good at. He goes, he might have been one of the best in my career I've ever seen at going out and covering a shooter, and I thought that was good praise from Billy Donovan, good recognition that the team defense is still good, but recognition of what they need.
1: I mean, solid shout-out on defense, mm-hmm. because you know the NBA All-Star game is going to be a lot of defense. A lot right? of defense in the they NBA All-Star ones. game.
0: 157 so, let me to 154. <laughs> so I,
1: I, I believe last week we talked about having a little bet, a little man, a little man wager.
0: I believe that was an NBA All-Star draft.
1: Right, we're going to pick the squads. There's 12, 12, 12 from the East, 12 from the West. But we're gonna mix it up a little bit. We're gonna do. We're gonna pick it kind of DraftKings style. We're okay. gonna pick the
0: eight positions. Now I know you did a little bit of research on I did this. A little bit of
1: research. We're gonna follow that whole scoring system. It'd be real easy. All right. I'm gonna pick eight. You're gonna pick eight. We're gonna go head to head. Okay. It don't matter. You can pick East and West guys. Combine them. All right. As long as you pick these positions. You need a point guard, a shooting guard, a small forward, a power forward, and a center, a guard, a forward, and a utility man. Okay. Those eight positions out of the twelve roster spots. That you'll see. So eight
0: total guys <laughs> we're not picking. Right. No, there's there, yeah. So, so there's, there's 24 going to the All Star game. Right. We're going eight eight. We're going only 16 right. guys. So
1: you pick who you want. You want right. your boy Depot, You want Gorgian Grady. So really, whatever. you can get
0: deep into some of these All Stars. Right. I like and this. it's gonna
1: it's gonna be DraftKings style scoring. You, I like you know, it. You get points for now, points, rebounds, turnovers are minus points, assists. If your man gets a double double, he gets an extra point. If he gets a triple double, it's three extra points.
0: For for anyone listening that doesn't know or hasn't really done a lot of DraftKings or FanDuel, can you just give them kind of a rundown on what it means? You know, there's a salary cap. Obviously, each player has a, a, a money. Total next to their name, and you got to stay under the salary cap. Give, just give them the quick rundown on, on so because we're gonna, well, I'm guessing once we go through this draft next week, because we're gonna be doing this on next week's podcast, episode five, the fifth annual, wow. <laughs> the fifth annual it's podcast quick. It comes quick. But uh, we'll be doing it next week on episode five, and just so they understand when we start throwing out money numbers and figuring out our salary cap, so they have an idea they can follow along.
1: Right, I believe the salary cap is 50k for those eight positions. And every player obviously has a certain salary cap. The good guys, LeBrons, Durants, Currys, those guys are going to cost you upwards of 12000 13000 alone for that roster spot. So you got to obviously be smart with the money management. you got to pick guys that you think are going to score a lot of points because you get, you get points for rebounds, uh, assists, three-pointers point, three made you get extra points. So obviously you got to start thinking about, obviously Steph Curry's going to be a hot commodity. He's going right. to cost you a lot of money. So we'll break it down for you uh, when it comes time to it. But basically, you have to pick eight guys. You stay under the salary cap and you basically play in tournaments or head to head. Me and Andrew are going to go head to head.
0: Yeah, we're going at each other.
1: We're going to throw 20 Who's hairs. Better? We're going to throw 20, 20 hairs bananas.
0: Out. Basically, two ref fees. Two ref fees. Hopefully, For, when we keep winning. That's it. Keep keep the streak alive. 20 bananas. All right. And we'll draft this thing next week. And, you know, I, I would love it because. We tweeted out our our what do you got the other day for our Super Bowl picks and our Super Bowl player performance previews and results, uh, which we'll get into a little bit. So obviously follow us on the Twitter, but we're going to release these uh, draft boards on Instagram and on Twitter next week um obviously as we continue to try and build our podcast and we're hoping that we can use the draft to kind of get some conversation going about what uh people out there that are listening think about the draft what you're seeing with these guys and then maybe just kind of getting into some conversation seeing what you want on the show so obviously follow the twitter and the instagram we'll be previewing all this stuff and we'll be tweeting out some rundowns and some updates throughout this week on that stuff tell your friends tell Tell your your friends. friends that is right tell your friends and before we finish, you know, the draft and everything, Ant, I want to just ask you one more question about the NBA because there's a lot swirling. We obviously just got deep into it. You know, obviously the All-Star game is coming up. And I know that you're a big Knicks fan. Knicks suck. and. Garbage. I don't want to get into it from Garbage. from the standpoint of the trades because I, I think that they should either just sell or stay idle and lose.
1: Sell, um, sell, sell.
0: Blow it up. But what do you think the issue is because this is a franchise that, and I've been thinking about this a lot recently, listening to a lot of New York sports radio. This is a franchise that is historic, not just in the NBA, but across the four major sports. And for some reason right now, and, and it really hit me because you said you made – Kind of the joke before about LeBron James being traded to the Knicks now. But really, though, why wouldn't a guy like LeBron James want to anymore play for the Knickerbockers? And I understand that they're bad right now and ownership's a little funny, but I don't just get how it got that bad. You're right.
1: It's just been a, a spiral since the 2000 season.
0: And you watch them every day, and this is why I ask you because I'm sitting here in my car the other day, and I'm, I'm thinking about it, and Han, Humpty, and Rothenberg are, are, are talking about right it, and I'm saying to myself, I can't imagine, and I know what it's like from a Mets standpoint, but like for some reason with the Knicks, you you expect people to want to come there, but no one ever does.
1: Right. I don't know what the owner. I'm drawing a blank right now. Jim Dolan. Jim Dolan, a knucklehead. I don't know what he did. He's got some kind of aura about him in that arena. It just stinks. They say it's the Mecca of basketball, but I don't know where that came from. Back in the 70s when we were good, maybe. But, you know, again, I wasn't alive for that, so what the hell do I know? But watching them, they've been, a, they've been a train wreck. Even with the whole Melo nonsense, they traded away everybody to get Melo when they could have waited probably to a free agency to get him. Could have saved some pieces. They traded away number one draft picks for Andrea Bargnani. That knucklehead, he was terrible. I mean, I think we're still paying Mike D'Antoni. That was like 10 years ago. We're paying three or four coaches. They're going to let Hornacek go because he's not a Mills and a Perry guy. They're going to want to bring their own guy in. Shout out Mark Jackson. Hope you get the job. Right I here. hope
0: it's him, too. I don't understand why Mark Jackson hasn't been hired by anybody yet.
1: That's because he had some kind of – he's a preacher. He did some out on – he was on a street corner preaching. I don't know. There was some, some videotape. Maybe, oh, maybe he's chewing Tide Pods. State, uh, state who knows what he was
0: doing. Political stuff, I
1: yeah, guess. Yeah, it's, 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 it's been a mess. He's kind of been getting blackballed for some reason. But I do think he will get another shot. Hopefully it is with the Knicks. We, we kind of need to bring that New York grit back. I don't know. I mean, at least now, this last year, or at least this season, that's been somewhat fun to watch. These past few games have been brutal. They just find ways to lose. Like in Atlanta, you can't beat Atlanta. I
0: think they have like 16 wins on the season. Well, should they be building around Kristaps porzingis then? Because, I mean, a guy like Kristaps porzingis should be able to beat the Atlanta Hawks on his own. He's a Would you th- not
1: agree? He's your number
0: two, though. He can't be for,
1: for uh, some yes. he's, he's still young enough. He's not big enough for some reason. He's not mature enough. He's not
0: your number one player. And you need we talked about this last week. You need a point guard. Right. You need a point guard. You need a
1: general out there. We don't have one.
0: I guess from the side of the not basketball ability standpoint, I just don't get why no one wants to be with the Knicks anymore. No one even wants to go there and be the guy that changes the organization. No player wants to even go there and say, hey, you know what? I was the guy, and maybe they don't win a world championship in the next five years, but I was the guy that got them back to the playoffs, made them relevant again towards the end of my like. A guy like what you thought Mello could have done for you, but he didn't. You know what I'm saying? And now, this is also part of the problem because Mello came here and it didn't work. Mello's with all his buddies because you know these players in the NBA are all friends. Mello's with these guys saying, "Hey, don't go there. It's not a good situation. It's not a good place to be, regardless of Phil Jackson."
1: Right. I think that was just the way he Mello was treated on the way out. Obviously, it was a sour taste in everyone's mouth. But I, I just think that you know, New York, just state tax. You got to pay state tax in New York. So good don't, point. People would not want to come here. You're not making the same kind of money. New York media, a lot of scrutiny. If you don't play well, if you don't it's win true. right away, you're going to get hammered. LeBron's still in the East, so if he's if he's still here— If he know, stays
0: relevant in the East, you're right. Right. Why so do you want to play that?
1: I think that the, the Knicks are just—
0: But the West is so hard, but either way.
1: all right. It's just that, for some reason, the big-time players don't want to come here. If you overpay for them, they're going to come here, but they're trying to get away from that nonsense. I think they got to build through the draft. You build through the young players. Obviously, Nilekina's struggling right now. Yeah. You, you don't know what you got in Trey Burke. I don't know why he's getting no burn. Uh, Jared, Jack, thanks for all your your effort. Right. It's not your fault. You're trying to play for a, con- you know, you're trying to play because you're playing. Of course. But I think he needs to go. Kim Noah, you're a bum. Yeah,
0: they got walking get away. You. That guy's
1: gotta go. got Fight with your head coach. I don't care what happened. Yeah. What he says. Come on,
0: dude. Be a professional. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know what it is. That's something was that Chicago water, man. Derek Rose stepped away from the Cleveland for two weeks for Weird. mental health, man. It's something those two knuckleheads, they're, they're, I don't know. Because everyone
0: else from that team, Jimmy Butler, Tom Thibodeau even. They left. They They left, and, and they're successful Thriving. up in Minnesota. So Thriving. clearly it's. it might be those two individuals or something. It's got to be, but they're entitled brats probably. It's ridiculous though. But either way. You're making millions, man. I don't care if he put you on the bench for a month and a half. You are still collecting that paycheck. You need to still be a professional.
1: Yeah. Courtney Lee, he'll be gone. Listen, you build around Kristaps. Billy Herman Gomez, he wants to be traded. Kyle Quinn, you know, I don't think he's going to be here anymore. It's just...
0: It's a little broken right now. You,
1: you just got to knock it down, get assets, get picks, get some young hungry players, be the seventh AC the next few years, scrap it up, and hopefully Kristaps turns into the, the unicorn he calls himself.
0: Right. And you know what, Ant? You know what I don't want to happen to the people listening to our podcast? I don't want them to have to break down their broken windows or panes or anything that goes on with their house, but you know who we have for them, if those things do happen? We who have, got? We have Hawthorne Glass. If you've been looking to fix that broken tabletop or enhance that dull picture frame, perhaps remodel that bathroom with an elegant and beautiful shower door. Are you tired of looking through old, dirty thermo panes or windows? How about that broken or torn screen don't be like the New York Knicks. Don't wait till it's already broken. Take care of it now. Call Thorne Glass, 973 427 4344 and schedule your home consultation with Angelo today. Angelo has three plus decades of quality service in the glass industry. They don't call Angelo the best in the business for nothing, folks. And if you have or need that property upgrade and you want that quality service, call that man, Angelo, at 973-4344. 427-4344, 427-4344, and when you do use promo code Balls, you'll receive 10% off your first purchase. Balls, Hawthorne Glass, Angelo, 973-427-4344, and when you learn about Hawthorne Glass, you get our favorite segment, What Do You Got, do you got? on the board, here it is. And I saved this conversation for our podcast because I want to get your truthful opinion and I want to hear the people, okay? And I want to get their opinion too. Again, Double A Balls on Twitter and Instagram, okay? We had two really good performer picks last week, okay? We need to figure out who gets that point, okay? And I know you have an opinion on this, as do I, so I want to hear it. And secondly... We both stunk up the joint so much with our choices of the Super Bowl, as did probably everybody else in America, but we know we both did, and we, be- we-, we believe better about ourselves.
1: I went higher than you, though, so I went, I went higher.
0: But I just think that we were so bad, I think we both just need to call that one a, a, just what? a push. <laughs> I think that's brutal. a push. So we're going to so we're going into today you're 3 and 1, I'm 1 and 3. So we're going to push your prediction of 29 to 24 and my prediction of 24 21 Patriots because I know I called the cover of the Eagles, but or I am just,
1: just i just chucking a ball to a loss cuz we're both on the losing side.
0: Yeah, but I can't afford a fourth loss. Sure when, you can.
1: <laughs> 3 to 2, 1 and 4,
0: decided. 3 to 2. I right, fine. 3 to 2, 1 and 4, we both lose. Now, okay? You chose Danny Amendola for your guy. Danny freaking Amendola. Okay, and... White da- Thunder. Danny Amendola had a really good day for you. He had eight receptions, 152 yards. He had zero TDs. I think I
1: said 10 for 98.
0: You said 10 for 98 with two touchdowns. Ah,
1: I said Gronk, 10 for
0: 98. I chose Zach Ertz. He had seven receptions for 67 yards and a TD. I chose six receptions 82 yards in a TD. So, who won the, what do you got? Here? I'll have to
1: give it to you, you knucklehead. I love <laughs> it.
0: I had the same opinion. Because
1: the, cause the, cause the Eagles won. Okay. Because you had that stupid Nick Foles raising the
0: trophy. I'm grinning from ear to ear right now. Oh, man. He's
1: got a hot looking wife, though. I'm Shout down. out Nick Foles. He's cause going, cause to going to Disney World. <laughs> but, yeah, I got to give it to you. Because Amadola, although had a hell of a game, 150-some yards, that's nice. That's That's great. That's great numbers, fantasy-wise. No TDs, though. No, it hurts. And the Eagles won. And Zach Ertz made that great play, that controversial TD, which I believe the NFL, that's going to be the rule going forward. I, I agree. I think they, they tell, figured it out on Goodell Sunday. Goodell and his State of the Union, State of the League address, said they're going to they're going to rehash that conversation about what's a catch, what's not a catch. They figured it out, I think. And I think your boy Gene Serator, who I think on, on the whole, I Did think the entire – I thought it was a that great... The entire ref... They, they swallowed the whistle. Great
0: officiated uh, Super Bowl. I thought it was one of the better in the last few years that I can I mean, remember. I mean, I don't
1: understand New England. They get one penalty. They've had one penalty. They've had three penalties throughout the playoffs. Well, you
0: know what, though? <laughs> to the to the credit of the officials, they didn't call a lot on the Eagles, so it really right. wasn't a discrepancy there. Was, there, there.
1: Were some, there were some calls that of were course. missed, but you're going to miss a lot of calls.
0: Listen, There's, it's a fast game. Right. But I'm happens.
1: glad they swallowed the whistle on important plays. I'm glad
0: the Clement touchdown counted. I'm right. glad the Ertz touchdown I counted. I think
1: that's what... What that those look like catches to me. That's what it's gonna be originally, and I'm I'm glad they didn't screw the the Eagles. And I'm sure with the Patriots the, winning again, by. the Pit,
0: the Pittsburgh Steelers are probably sitting at home too. Well, what's the deal with Jesse James? How is that not a touchdown? But that's because the conversation's going on now. So as that conversation's been right. going on in the last six seven weeks, they've started to figure out how they want to change this rule. They've had they've already had meetings about it. I think that, to your point, and I credit you for saying that, that was the change. You're going to look back at Super Bowl 52 and say, that's when the catch changed back to the regular catch. Sure.
1: Hopefully it happens. Now you're happy. You're two and four. I'm two and four. I'm
0: three and three. You're three and three. Struggling this
1: week. I'm pumped. Only two this
0: week. One and one. That's all My what do you got
1: is going to smoke your what do you got. All right. Well,
0: okay then. So, I guess then I'm going to let you start it because you're coming out guns blazing. You're firing footballs right now. So, I say it every week. I'll say it again. And what do you got? What do you
1: got? Easy, simple, hardwood, Cavaliers versus the Celtics. Okay. I'm going to stay in the NBA East. I all want right. to see this matchup because clearly in my eyes, even though Toronto is, is, is up there and all the moves people are going to make and the Pistons are, are coming in hot with the Blake Griffin trade, I believe you're going to see Cleveland. They're going to figure it out because it's LeBron. He's, he's good for an Eastern Conference final You know, every, every year. He's LeBron. He's a Tom Brady of basketball. It's true. So uh, you'll, I want to see caval I want to see that Cavaliers versus Boston game. I believe it's the Friday. That's the, that's your three thirty ABC jump off on Sunday. And my player to watch is King James. Why? Let's go. I want to see it. Save your season, bo- boy. All right. You're talking a lot of smack. People are talking about you leaving. You know, if if you're oh, shout out ESPN right now. They're talking the NBA trade machine what, right what now. What the, the Cavs could be doing? Yeah. Who are they traded for? Enos? Yeah, from, from the, the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. For a first round pick? Nah, stop. Just,
0: anyway. just speculating, but I, I, I don't th- do anything th- for th- him anyways.
1: I think Boston is gonna steamroll Cleveland. I agree. I, I think I think Boston just because Boston wants to, and you know what? Reg- regular season is is what it is. Regular season till LeBron don't matter.
0: It really does matter what you do in the playoffs.
1: But I mean, seating is gonna change because the East is bundled. Those those three through six seven are really bundled by only a handful of games. So. Cleveland can't really lose too many games
0: cuz they need a, they need the home field home court advantage, excuse me, at least in the first round. But
1: Cleveland needs the All-Star break hard. And uh, you know what? Give me LeBron. I want to see you show up, put Kyrie in his place, pin one up against the glass. Give me 28, 12 and 10 and call it a call it an All-Star break and let's go LeBron. 28, 12
0: and 10 Yeah, for 12 LeBron. 12 bounds.
1: I'll be gentle.
0: Wow. I like it. So you're going triple-double for the king.
1: Yeah, the king needs to show up.
0: Triple-double man. for the king. We're going Celtics v. Cavaliers. I believe you said that that was a Sunday, Sunday afternoon yeah. game. 3.30, 30. So tune in. Again, we'll tweet it and we'll Instagram it to remind you, but tune in. And that's a great what-do-you-got pick. And I'm going to spin this around, and I'm going to what do you got myself. And I'm also staying in the NBA. Last time I burned myself by going to the hockey, so uh, as I continue to dive into the hockey, I'll start getting a little bit more what do you got hockey-wise. But this week, I'm going to stick with my guns, and I'm going to go with an interesting contest. I'm going to go with the Clippers visiting the Detroit Pistons. And the reason why I do that is because obviously Blake Griffin just got traded to the Pistons. Since Blake Griffin was traded to the Pistons, they're 4-0. Blake Griffin, I think he had 21 last night in a Pistons win. They're playing really well. He's clearly kind of fitting in to that Van Gundy system early on in his tenure there. A lot to still be figured out. But I just want to see what it's like for Blake Griffin and his interaction with his former teammates. I mean, that's a fresh trade. He was just traded five games ago. I mean, he's only played four games in a Pistons uniform and... I wanted to see what those reactions are like. Does he go off? Does he find a way to just kind of almost send a message to the Clippers? I kind of wish the game was in L.A., but I don't even care. I want to see the reaction with Doc Rivers. I I want to see it all. And that game's going to kick off on February 9th, that Friday, and that's going to be a 7 p.m. game. So tune in there. And my What Do You Got performance player is going to be Blake Griffin because I want to see how he plays against his former team. is he going to come out with a chip on his shoulder is he almost going to play angry in a way and i think that he is i I really do i think he's going to put it down and i'm going to go with 24 13 and 5 i'll throw five assists in there and and any maybe two or three blocks at the end of the day that's where i'm going to go with so uh that's my prediction for blake griffin pistons versus clippers on friday the 9th at 7 p.m man
1: I, listen, I love that take, Blake Griffin watching some of those highlights. I mean, the, the dude looks a little bit rejuvenated. Kind of like he got that little chip now. Like, all right, they traded me. Right, they're, they're blowing it up. They gave me all this money, but they want to trade me I now. I believe he's
0: wearing Michael Jordan's number. 23? 23? 23. out there. In he was 32 in, at the Clippers. And, and listen, I, I, I think about stuff like that. I always think about stuff like that. Numbers and stuff like that that matters to a guy. kind of gives you an idea of how he feels. Think about... Kobe Bryant, he switched from eight to twenty-four, and he—he'll be—they retired two jerseys for a reason because it was two separate players. And at that time, whatever he needed in his life, he had to flip that jersey number, and it kind of was a symbolic happening for what ended up going on the rest of Kobe's career. Yeah,
1: I don't think Blake Griffin is going to get his number retired, Detroit. I don't either. I don't I agree. I agree. But, I'm not saying he is, but it's just
0: one of those interesting I, I was components. Impressed.
1: I was impressed with those highlights. It looks like it looks like him and him and Drummond are working nice together. And you know the fans in Detroit love them. Yeah, they they were hungry for any kind of ticket sales. To get yeah, and
0: they the needed seats,
1: it. You know, butts in the seat. They needed it. All right,
0: so to recap, what do you got Anthony goes 0-2 last week. I go one and one. Three and three for Ant 2 oh, and four shit. for me. This week's pick, Anthony, Cavs versus Celtics, Sunday, 3 30. Andrew, Clippers versus Detroit. Friday at 7 p.m. And then I got Blake Griffin squaring off against LeBron James. We will tweet out and we will Instagram at double A balls our picks. So you can comment or retweet us or do whatever you want on that social media. And then obviously anything you want, any questions you have, whatever it is. Shoot us an email, doubleaballs at gmail.com. Anthony, it has been a lot of fun today, man. That was a, a real fun episode, and I'm really excited to get back with you next week to draft the All-Star, to talk a little baseball. The Mets signed Todd Frazier, two mil, two years, 17 mil. And if Hosmer and sent is getting up the trade block, we can touch on that. Spring training some 15 days away, so a lot
1: coming up the next few weeks. That hot stove is on a simmer. I feel it coming, Andrew. I agree. I think... You... There was talk today about Hosmer maybe looking somewhere. I forgot which teams were looking at
0: him, but Hosmer, Mustakis. A lot of talks with the Royals and the Padres are out the there for Padres, him as well. that was it, right? So a little baseball coming a little your little way. Baseball
1: coming your way. Pitchers and catchers, so close. Bring me that spring weather. I'm tired of this cold nonsense. I wake up, the knee hurts, the elbow hurts, the back hurts.
0: We need warm weather. We need baseball. You know I need baseball. And we need an ML. NBA, excuse me, All-Star Draft, which we'll have coming up for you next week. And it's been a lot of fun. Always, as always, I love sitting next to you in the booth, my man.
1: Andrew, hell of a day. Enjoy your work week. Don't work too hard. It ain't worth it. Have a good Tuesday. Holler at your boys.
0: Tweet us. Instagram us. Double A Balls. Andrew Manella. Anthony Rinaldi. Out. This has been the Double A Balls Podcast, powered by Power Arm Performance, your leader in baseball and softball training apparel. Visit www.powerarmperformance.com to get your apparel and start training like the pros today. No. Exclusivo para la me esquina gosto, digital bye, punto Me, net. me gusta así, pa, pa, pa. Me gusta así, pa, pa, pa. Sabroso, gusta, sí. pa, pa, pa. Me gusta me así, gusta, pa, pa. Sabroso. Ella, quiere pila, ella quiere pila, ella quiere pila, quiere rayo vuduras. Él quiere pila, ella, ella quiere pila, ella, ella quiere pila, quiere rayo vuduras. Más vuduras, mediantes, 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 más vuduras, mediantes, mediantes, Yeah, huh. Que es lo que está buen bacanería, los tigres que gastan cuarto todos los días. Con la chipeta y pib de
1: gasolina y explotando mami en la avenida. ¿Qué es lo que tú dices? Miste el sujeto, tiene la medalla. En, en este juego no queremos falla. Porque fácil te ponemos a raya. No. Tú estás loco, eh.
0: eh. Oh. Oh. Me gusta así pa, 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 me gusta, me gusta así, pa, 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 sabrás. Me gusta así, pa, pa, me gusta. así gusta sí. pa, pa. Vete chama, vente chama, Esquina me gusta, me gusta, pa, pa, me gusta, pa, pa, me gusta, 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 me gusta,